Hi, my name's Jin Lally and welcome to my podcast, Stress Bucket Solutions. I want to talk today about sleep, once again, my favorite subject, as you already know. But this time I want to talk about that experience you might have had of staying asleep all night or having, you know, a really good nine, ten hours sleep, but you wake up feeling exhausted What I'm going to talk about today follows on from the previous episode where I talked of waking up in the middle of the night and and not being able to get back to sleep again. We talked about the stress bucket. So if you haven't listened to previous episodes about stress bucket, sleep and waking up in the night, I suggest you do that. But today what I'm going to talk about is that feeling of staying asleep having like a seemingly really good night's sleep, but why do you wake up feeling exhausted? Now, this is fascinating, isn't it? You should feel that you've had a good night's sleep. What is it about sleep that makes you feel that you haven't had it? And like most things in life, it's about quality over quantity. If you wake up in the morning after having what you feel like has been a good night's sleep, but not feeling refreshed, not feeling motivated and raring to go, Your quality of your sleep has not been right. So it's not always about quantity. A lot of people often ask me, so how much sleep should I be having, Jin? And I'll always say that, well, it's not about how much sleep you're having. It's the quality of that sleep. Now, the World Health Organization recommends eight hours sleep for most adults. Now, that actually might fill some people with anxiety in itself that, If you're not sleeping well, how am I going to get even eight hours? So don't get anxious about the numbers here, but you must look at the quality of your sleep. Now, going back to sleeping all night and not waking up pretty well, this is this affects a small percentage of people. Now, most people have have experienced that feeling of waking up in the night wide awake and not being able to get back to sleep again. There's a smaller percentage of people that do manage to stay asleep. And it all relates back to a full or overflowing stress bucket. Now, emptying that stress bucket occurs in your sleep. It occurs in your dreams, in REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. What happens there is you are taking the stressful negative events of the day that you stored in the stress bucket and you're shifting them out of the stress bucket into the intelligent brain so that when you wake up in the morning, you have more objective and intelligent control over those memories. You're turning those memories from emotional memories into very narrative and objective memories. And in some cases, you might forget about it altogether. But REM sleep should only be about 20% of your sleep. So if you have got loads in your stress bucket, you are not going to be able to empty it with just 20% of REM sleep. What you're going to want to do is probably more REM sleep. Now, you go to bed with a full stress bucket. Maybe it's even overflowing. And once you hit that 20% mark, one of two things happens. The first thing, and, and most commonly, is when people wake up at that point because you need to switch over to deep sleep. And I talked about that in the previous episode. However, a small percentage of people can stay asleep. 
and continue to keep doing more and more REM sleep to empty the bucket. So the brain's very clever. When it hits that 20% mark, it realizes, oh, hang on a minute. The bucket isn't empty. I need to empty this bucket before morning comes. That's ideally what it wants to do. So some people can push through that 20% barrier and stay asleep. They continue to sleep. They continue to do REM sleep, though. They don't switch over to deep sleep. So they continue to do a lot of REM to empty that bucket. Now, I know that sounds brilliant, doesn't it? That, oh, well, this is someone who's going to wake up with an empty bucket. But the thing is, REM sleep is exhausting. It's really, really draining. Takes up a lot of energy. That's why it should only be about 20% of your sleep at night. There's only a limited amount you should do. Now, you continue to do REM to empty that bucket, which means you're continuing to stay asleep. However, when you wake up, you feel terrible because you've done so much exhausting REM and you haven't had enough deep sleep. And deep sleep is really restorative for the body. So these people wake up feeling absolutely shattered, even though they might have had eight, nine, even 10 hours sleep. But all they've been doing is dreaming trying to empty that bucket, get it absolutely empty. So you would wake up feeling really negative because you're shattered. And what happens there is, once again, you're in a vicious circle. You will start to put negative thoughts straight away back into that bucket because you're just feeling terrible. So staying asleep isn't the answer. It's about the quality of that sleep is what you want good quality sleep empties the stress bucket. So having about 20% REM, about 80% deep is ideally what you're looking for. Now, a note here on uh, Fitbits and sleep trackers and that kind of thing. A lot of people use these to monitor their sleep. Now, they're really interesting. I find them fascinating how they can do this. Now, when you are in your dream phase of sleep, you are actually very still. You're in a catatonic state because if you weren't, you'd be acting out your dreams. And when you are in a deep sleep, although that sounds like you should be nice and still, that's probably when you're turning over a little bit. So that is how sleep trackers can monitor the sleep that you have. Now, I always say that, yes, those numbers are interesting and it's nice to be curious, but really how accurate are those sleep trackers? We're not sure of the absolute accuracy of them. The only way if you really wanted to get some significant statistics on your sleep quality is to go to a sleep clinic. However, that's not necessary. You should be able to tell yourself if you've had a good night's sleep. You should know that you should be able to fall into a sleep, have some good quality sleep, fall into a sleep easily, wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. Your body and your mind should be able to feed back to you that you have had a good night's sleep. We don't need trackers. We don't need apps to monitor our sleep. It's a natural biological response. So although it can be quite interesting to monitor it, uh, and some of my clients do, I really don't rely on the results that it gives because I'm not sure of the accuracy of them. 
And also it should be something very intuitively that you should know yourself if you've had a good night's sleep. So when I see clients with lots of issues of anxiety, stress or depression, I'm talking to people with full or overflowing stress buckets. And the first thing I need to do to limit what goes into that bucket is improve sleep. And that's something you can also try doing yourself. You know what they all are or all the little, you know, rules and routines. It's just getting into the habit. So watch your caffeine intake, go to bed at a regular time, have a nice wind down routine. Don't be up playing video games and scrolling through Facebook late into the night. Have a warm bath, maybe make sure your bedroom's nice and cool and fresh and make sure when you wake up in the morning, you get some natural light on your head as well. All these things will help improve your sleep over a period of time. And remember, like I always say, you know how to sleep. You were never taught this as a baby. You did it a lot as a baby. What we've actually done is we've taught ourselves out of sleeping. We've taught ourselves how to stay awake and not sleep because sleep still has connotations of being lazy and there's lots of other things to keep us up like Netflix and social media and socializing in general. So we know how to stay awake, but we really need to start getting back into that routine of good quality sleep every night because that's what keeps the stress bucket empty. And don't think that by having eight or nine hours, even 10 hours sleep is good. You can't catch up And sometimes that sleep is not good quality sleep if you're doing too much. If you're doing too much REM and not enough deep sleep, the proportions of that are still going to make you feel when you wake up that you are absolutely exhausted. That's not good either. So like most things in life, it's quality over quantity. Quantity will come. If you just look at the quality of your sleep to start off with, if all you can do is manage four or five hours good quality sleep, I'd rather you did that than eight hours of poor quality sleep. Because you need to get into that routine of letting your mind and your body know that sleep is good. I want to sleep. I'm happy to sleep. And I know it's good for me. A lot of clearing out of the brain goes on during sleep. And it's quite a scientific process that goes on. But all I want you to understand is that it helps to empty the bucket. And if you've just got a small amount of stress in their normal challenges of the day, it will be very easy to cover that in 20% REM. You don't need to do too much REM. Thanks for listening today. I hope that you sleep really well. Please go back and listen to other episodes of my podcast and see how they help. And if you can share it and let other people know, your friends and family, I'd really appreciate it. If you could rate and review, I would be doing a little happy dance uh, as well. So that would be great. If you'd like to find out more about me and what I do, you can visit my website, ginlally.com. And I'm also on social media where I've got a private Facebook group now as well. If you'd like to join, I'd love to have you along so you can learn a little bit more about what's going on in the brain, stress bucket solutions, and my favorite subject of sleep. Take care and see you next time.